up, kid. All I gotta say is what we say is cheating. Montero scores! Christian will get it right back. Rolls this in for Montero! Quiere animar a ir por más. Filtra en este balón. Se pide fuera de juego. Viene el centro. Remate gol! And I told Christian just give me one more chance and I'll bury it. He put a great, great ball in the box. So. Welcome back to another episode of Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm your host, Aaron Lingley, with Cameron Collins. How you doing, Cameron? Oh, I'm doing good. Other than my voice is a little scratchy. Sorry about that, listeners. Yeah, do you have a, a reasonable excuse? I presume it's from screaming your head off. Uh, no, it's from, uh, I have a cough that I can't, that won't go away. I'm not, uh, I don't feel sick anymore, but I just have a cough. Not COVID. I've taken the negative twice. Just back in the real world means colds are going around. Let's just say it's from the game. But I hope you're feeling I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. No, <laughs> Great I game. Wish, I wish it were from the game. It was a very, very exciting game. I don't think um I mean, I think it could have been eight nothing. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. And that's I mean I was my first match of the year. I mean, we've only had a couple of home games, so um, but my first match of the year, so obviously good to start with a win. Um so, what we're talking about, we're talking about the win against Club Lyon. 3 uh, Third goal came at the very, very end of it, which was uh, pretty important, I think, uh, with the away goal rule, right? So, um, feel very comfortable. We did have a 5-0 win against Motagua, mm-hmm. but I, I think I think everyone agrees that this was probably our best team performance. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, and, and it, I was very surprised by it. I mean, I think we talked about it. Uh, not on the podcast, but before the match, we talked, and I thought we were going to lose two to one, and I was skeptical we were going to get that one. But you know, I was judging it based off of our MLS play, which of course we've been down players, and then also not having Raúl Ruiz Diaz and Nico didn't start. So and Nico didn't start. Yeah, so it was we were down players, and and I, you know, that, that's what we, see what happens is when I am excited about it and expect them to win, they don't, and then when I'm like oh, they're not going to do it is when they win. So I just, from now on, I have to bet against the Sounders the whole time. Well, well, you are in our Pick'em League. and uh, But I picked you, them. Yeah. I always pick them. Well, for MLS. So, yeah, maybe flip the, the script there. But that's a, good, yeah. that's a good point, though. We should mention that we have a Pick'em League, and uh, you should join. We are 
already what two weeks in but you know if you're good and i'm sure people are going to forget that it's a long season right there's going mm-hmm. to be weeks where people forget to turn in picks you have all the chance to win the big prize yeah get on there it'll be in the show description um or it is so i should speak in the tense of uh, our listeners here just down there so that's the contact form fill that out and i will send back kind of the deets super simple though just pick get a point most points at the end of the season wins 100 bucks free to play we just want to do some fun through uh while we record these episodes throughout the season so yeah do that uh yes and you start picking against the sounders please you know bad juju so let's get let's get over uh, let's start what do you want to start with you want to start with the the goals just uh overall impression of the the team play the the dynamic that the the dynamic dynamicism dynamicism insert correct word there but you know what i'm saying i want to go back to something you said a second ago where you thought the third goal was important uh i i think i'm worried that not getting a fourth goal is going to cost us so unless we can score down there which would essentially mean they have to score five unless we get that away goal i i'm i I am worried that they could win three nothing and send us into penalty kicks really yeah, they yeah. Are, I mean, they're fourth, I think, in League MX right now. Yeah, they're fourth oh, in League right. MX <laughs> as we determined that MX-ies. I should call it. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're a good team, and and you know, you know, it's different. And I say you know a lot. Apparently, it is different playing at home in front of your home crowd than it is going to be playing down there. So it, they also have to travel. It's in a different time zone. Uh, the game, I think, starts at 5.30 our time, so it's not a night game. It's a little bit earlier, so their day is going to start much earlier. It's also next Thursday. That's pretty yeah. important, um, considering, obviously, we played on Tuesday. We right. have a match. Nine, nine days. Uh, we do have a match this weekend on, what, Saturday? And so Saturday. Uh, what's that? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Five-day break, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know, did Liga Emekis come back? Or are they still on hold because of the violence I have no idea because they didn't play uh, the Leon game that was this week during the week got canceled because of the violence in the Atlas Carretero match. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they are coming back. But uh, for those of you, uh, you'd have to be living a rock and be a yeah. fan at this point not to know about it. But there was major, major violence, potential cover up because I definitely saw dead bodies on those videos that do not search for them. They are not worth watching. They're awful. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's tragic and horrible, but, but both the league and the government are saying there, no one died. So I would be extremely shocked if that's the case. And there's also, uh, you know, uh, they talked about it on football America's Her- Hercules Gomez show. Definitely mm-hmm. go watch that. If you want to learn more about it, they did, instead of doing their hundredth show, they did an entire show just on what happened in the history of violence in, in Mexican soccer and, you know, Hergis Gomez is so awesome and, and getting uh, him and Seb talking about it, just so thoughtful. And uh, I was thankful to be able to watch that. And so they did. They canceled the games midweek. No one played, hmm. uh, which makes sense. Of course, they should have. But I know a lot of Sounders fans were mad then that they got time off. So, yeah, didn't I mean- matter. Didn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, I wonder well, how that could have affected their play in this game, though, right? Like if they're still shook from what happened and and you know potential ramifications for the league, and and Leon is not 
uh, you know, there's been instances, I believe, of violence from their fans in years past, you know, the last 20 years. Uh, and it's pretty common with all sorts of fans. So uh, in Mexico. So I, I wonder if that could have affected their performance. It's possible. Yeah. And I'm looking on at least their schedule right now, where, but they very well just could not have made a temporary update. But it, they're scheduled to play. Uh, let's see on the 12th. In Stigres. So they're still scheduled, but this is just on their site. So um, that would give them some, obviously, some extra rest and focus. Because I'm sure they're not happy. They look pretty frustrated after that. Um, one player, I forget which player it was, was throwing his gloves when he got subbed out. So, I mean, as they should be frustrated, that was a, a dominating, dominating performance. Uh, I think you'll agree with me on here. I think the key difference between this and let's just say both MLS games uh, is the, the overall team pressure and it's was all over the pitch and it was the full 90, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that maybe we could hear from someone here who's going to tell us all about that post game interview uh, with Jordan Morris. Let's, let's take a listen to that. Yeah. Um, And we have a ton of talent. Um, We have an incredibly deep team and we knew after two tough, uh, performances that we, we needed to bounce back. And I think um, what I was really proud of is it was, really was a, a team effort. You saw us all on the same page defending, made it really difficult for them to break us down. And, and they're, they're a good team. And, and to, to limit them to not a ton of chances was, was um, a, a big goal of ours. And then I thought we transitioned really well. And, and obviously um, having a guy like Freddie in the box is, is – um, you know, we're, we're, we're really lucky with that. So, um, no, I think it, it, it was a great performance and we just have to build on it and, and get another result next week. And I think it was that transition that he talks about is what made the Sounders so dynamic. It wasn't just their ability to control the ball and then make runs upfield. It was taking control of the ball from Leon and then immediately turning around and being goal dangerous. Yeah. So, and it, it was huge seeing, I mean, we were from the moment the game started, we were getting down the field and crossing it in front of their goal. Yeah. That, and that, and we just played a game a couple a couple nights ago. So, I mean, putting pressure on that for that duration for 90 minutes, I mean, you only get the halftime break, but they really did not take a break from it. They all the way down to, I mean, the most exciting part, even though we scored before we scored three goals, the last like 15 minutes, including the last goal, was probably the most exciting and the whole match was still exciting, right? I mean, they still had energy. Granted, there were some subs, obviously, but um, majority of the players had already played the whole match. So that was a testament, I think, to, to the whole team, the the mindset that they're in right now. And they were, um, were pissed, right? And I mean, Jordan was saying it there. They had a couple rough, couple rough matches, like as we all saw. So they they did us proud. And man, is this the first match they were in the Jimmy Kits this season? That's a good question, and I do not know the answer to that. God, that that kid is so sexy. I feel so good. They they definitely wore it at Motagua because the uh, the new whatever the new jersey's called had not been released yet. Maybe it's just I was there in person, or yeah, first time at home. First time at home, at least. Yeah, no, it was man. That's a good looking, good good looking jersey. Who also was good looking. Our young man, Obed. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about me since I was there. <laughs> but no, Obed. Obed, Obed so, I mean, Vargas, man. 
this kid is 16 years old and is Don't out there it. playing some of the best players, you know, in North America and, and as you know, fourth, what is it, the fourth in the M- league MX and still yeah. dominating them at times. There's times where you'd see him fall off a little bit, but not, not as much as, you know, the, the RSL game uh, when he was playing. So. And honestly, I, yeah, but so do other players. Right. <laughs> they all have right. errant mistakes. I mean, we had two weeks of Kellen Rowe that we were, you know, languishing about, but I mean, and this gets more to the end of the game, but I did kind of worry when they subbed in Kellen for Alex, but it was a injury that, that caused that substitution mm-hmm. at the half. But I was like, uh, uh Oh, or uh, maybe it wasn't halftime. It may have been in the second half, but I was like, uh Oh, are we really going to, this is not good for <laughs> moving forward, but it didn't matter. He was great. Yeah. So, yeah no, he, he held it down. Yeah, I, I think what's very interesting is they asked Schmetzer about Obed after the game, and he said, you know, we're just enjoying him while we have him. I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's 60. I mean, he, he knows he's that they, he's gonna be, yeah, they, yeah, he knows that he's going to be sold to some bigger club sooner rather than later. Uh, and he even made a joke about maybe Leon should should sign him. Yeah, Uh I want to. I'd like to watch him play for at least a year. Um, I want to see where this kid goes with us because I'm said it before. I'm proud of him. He's he's a kid, man. He's I don't even know if he's got his license. Um, who's who's driving to the games? So good for him. And again, like you said, yeah, the, one of the best opponents in North America. This is Liga MX. This is Leon, and you were part of a team that dismantled them and frustrated them, and. Yeah, just really proud of him. Yeah, I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, I guess it's not too big of a shock, but I can't believe it's been seven years with Nuhu already. Mm. And sixth with rolled on. This mm-hmm. is, it just seems like a few years ago, right? It's just seeing them grow position. With seven, are you, what? Sixth with Chris, uh, Christian rolled on. Yeah. And this Nuhu seven, was here before Christian? Apparently. I find yeah. that hard to believe. Wow. Wow. Well, I, uh, no, that can't be accurate because this is year eight of Garth because this is the second time that we are doing. Oh, no. This is year six of Garth. Yeah, you're right. Because he came in after two years. And so we were wondering if it kicks the can down the road or what happens with the with everything. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I don't know. Well, it's, so he was with FC, he was with uh, FC2. Yeah. FC yeah, too. played down at Sounders too first. But he, maybe he popped up a few times, and they're giving him credit for some MLS appearance. I don't really remember. But anyway, he, he, had, he was, still he was had in him. the org, right? He was in the org mm-hmm. since uh, sixteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that just it just only feels like a few years. But anyway, beside that's beside the point. Pressure, the transitioning, which is two different things too, right? Um, you could pressure and win the ball, but you got to do something with it. And like mm-hmm. you were saying, the fact that we were able to communicate, know where our teammates are and move down the field so quickly uh, that that led to them having more possession. But also they only came up with one shot on goal. Yeah, that's that's what's big. And also Christian has been with us since 2015. So he was here a year longer. I was like, that, that math doesn't work out. Maybe I'll get, he was I think very- Stu Holden said that. So I jotted it down. So oh, still a while. Yeah, no, Christian Christian was the very first signing of Garth Lagerway. Yeah, that no. year they had already uh, he That's Garth came in. In fact, he just said this to me in a meeting we had uh, last week. Garth came in and 
the team was completely set except for the draft. And so then he, they traded up to draft Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they did the, the fist pumping Ziggy mm-hmm. and he looked great. I mean, a lot, everyone did, but do you, either it's either him or JP had probably man of the match honors, even though they, I mean, Christian had the two assists, right? Um, JP was just all over, but I think, I mean, with the two assists and how, that's not really surprising to see Christian play like that, but he's our team as a whole looks a lot better when he is pushed up forward like that. And that little uh, rolled on rhythm on the right hand side, him and his brother. And yeah, they they definitely. I mean, clearly the brothers, right? They have a connection, but it translates, man. And we see the difference with Rusnak when he's in the middle as well, because uh, you know it took him a little bit, and he had that one shot that went way over the top. But near the end of that game he had a pass that went through and I think, I think the goalie, maybe it was the one to Christian where the goalie stopped it right at the end, but it was a beautiful through pass that just threaded the needle through like three different defenders. Mm -hmm. And so you really got to see what he's made of in that game as it went on. And uh, I I think we've talked about it before. Obviously there's pressure on him to score at home. He had that shot that he one timed it and went over. I think if he had like, who knows if they, he had enough space that I think he could have stopped it and then shot it. Definitely did. But I'm not, he, you know, he didn't know who was coming from behind or anything like that. So he just one timed it, went over the top. But he had that other shot through traffic that I thought for sure was going in. And that, that save was nuts. Amazing that, save. That... And yeah, it was so good. You'd like to see that ball go to the corner, but that ball doesn't get through if he shoots it to the corner. It went, he like nutmegged one of the defenders and it, it was like went through this crazy path to the goal. And there's no way that goalie saw it. He just dove and got lucky. Yeah, he shot through the forest and it still came out <laughs> the other side. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that, I mean that was complete reactionary save. Pretty, pretty lucky, yeah. But he also got to be in the right spot and dive to the right spot. So, but yeah, he's got he's getting so close, man. Is you He'll could see there. him, yeah. And he, you're right, he was more comfortable in the middle uh, of the field, and yeah, his his passes were more script, script, um, swift and on point, right? So he he's almost there. He's almost there. Knew who almost broke through. He was offside, but man, <laughs> he needs a goal. Although, uh, didn't, didn't he got a yellow card? Didn't he? Knew who? Early. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, a foul. it was. That, it was not stupid. a foul. They shouldn't mm-hmm. have called it. He had his hand on him, and the guy dove. And because his hand was out, it looked like he pushed him. But the ref behind the linesman shouldn't have been able to see that. Like that was. Yep. That upset me during the game. I didn't think it was a foul. Watch the replay. Definitely not a foul. Yeah. And so I mentioned this in one of our Motagua episodes that it's two yellows in your your band for a match. I mean, that's that's what happens in a match if you get two yellows. I, I don't understand why that, that, just, that just sucks. And so that really pissed me off. I remember being kind of upset about Ariaga's. That was late in the match. I think like one. And we were talking about that. So here we got another one. And I mean, knew who is when I do not want him to be suspended. Right. He's one of our best defenders, one of our best players, just so dynamic. And it's kind of needed in these kind of matches, just his athleticism against these guys. Yeah. So that really rubs me the wrong way, grinds my gears. And with VAR in this tournament, are they able to re- look at that? No, I and mean, take it away. 
whatever the linesman call is is the call. I mean, that's, I mean, not the linesman, but the the head ref. And and that's the problem with VAR is it's the problem with VAR across the world is there should be an outside body that isn't pro referees or CONCACAF referees, whoever it is, making those decisions because the ref is unlikely to overturn their own call. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in the instance where they used it during the game, uh, we could have been called for a handball, but the player was off sides. And I watched the yeah. replay so many times, I never saw a handball. It didn't look to me like it ever touched any part of his arm and hand in any way. Someone else said from the back angle, you could see it touch his hand. I, I, watched I, I saw his little five. pinky flippy. It, 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 I think it hit its pinky. but it, 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 I mean, the ball, the direction didn't change in the ball. Yeah. It was the same direction. There was no deflection in any way on any of the angles. So it looked clean to me, but um, I wasn't up against the, t- the TV. I was watching the TV like a normal person. So, uh, But yeah, I, I didn't think it was a handball. Um, and we're lucky that uh, they were off sides because mm-hmm. otherwise that completely changes the complexion of the game. Oh yeah, definitely. And that was before the, I think that we was two no at that point. So yeah, definitely not the third goal. So that might not have even happened. Okay. Do you have any, even, do you have any negatives about this match? Yeah. I mean, inability to finish. I think there was quite a few times where, I mean, we had, we had, three or four other times that were guaranteed goals. Yeah, Jordan had uh, at least two. Jordan, though, the one, so I thought he had missed just left on the one where he went around the keeper, but that actually was a really great save by the keeper who dove back to his left, or was put his foot back to his left and kicked it, and it spun out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because otherwise, that ball was going in the net. Uh, Christian could have had one there. Uh, Jordan could have had another. You know, I I just worry uh, that we're going to be lamenting those missed chances because, uh, you know, we very well could be going out on penalties again. And and I don't want that. I'm hoping if we score a goal in Mexico, it's over. Like, they're not going to score mm-hmm. five. Yeah. But if they don't, then, you know, it could be scary depending on what happens. Hopefully we shut them down. Hopefully we're up for the game. Uh, in a way that we weren't at Motagua, uh, that we weren't at RSL, uh, and uh, you know, come away and get to the semifinals and play most likely New York City FC. Yeah, how's that? Montreal was just playing. Yeah, they were playing tonight. New England won earlier big. Uh, New York City FC won big, uh, three to three to one in their game. I think New England oh, won three nothing maybe. And then, and then Montreal was tonight, so I don't even know the score. Look at, uh, looks like one nothing. Cruz Azul, Montreal lost. Wow! So, so Montreal fails the the MLS four teams from the MLS. I mean, that would have guaranteed. Is that all four corners? Yeah. So if yeah. all four MLS teams went through, it would have guaranteed for the first time ever an MLS team in the final. So I mean, they still could, right? They could win against Cruz yeah. Azul in Mexico. But uh, as it is now, if everything stays the same, you have a chance for three MLS teams and one Mexican team. So those are some high chances are high. New York's looks pretty good. I mean, they uh, didn't, they win their MLS game this weekend too. Yep. And they're the reigning champions as we know. 
No, they tied. They tied. Uh, no, that was LA. I don't. I'm so out of MLS because we've been bad. I know. I've been listening to Punk Calf. Yeah, what are the the interviewer that we've been the team has been lights and shadows, which is true. I mean, I mean, MLS matches have been so piss poor, and then we've had two just bangers uh, out of three Concacaf games. So it has been lights and shadows night and day. So I guess, yeah, I mean, if you're only negative, uh, is we got to finish chances and we still get three goals. Must be a pretty yeah. good game. <laughs> Must be a pretty good I mean, game. Man, it was. We, we controlled the ball. We prevented. We prevented their chances really well. Uh, we had some really, you know, great clearances that were going to our players. I feel like one of the things the Sounders haven't done well historically throughout our existence is we just clear it out of the box and then it immediately goes back to the other team. Uh, we've gotten better in the last few years of clearing it out of bounds, which is great, but. There's times where you can clear it downfield to your own players and move forward. And when you actually saw that happening in the match, which I would love to see more of. Yeah. And there's a lot of tight space, one touch and turn, get it out of there and move that I saw there too. Um, and we're seeing we were holding get in on, No. And we're seeing everyone get in on back heels. Christian had a back <laughs> yeah. heel. So <laughs> yeah, we've seen Rusnak. We've seen Christian. We've seen Nico. Freddie. We saw Freddie. I think we've seen Raul. Every, everyone's doing the back heel. I'm sure. I'm sure. New who has at least once. Well, now, now that you mentioned Raul and, and and Nico in the same sentence, we, it should be said that Nico uh, was injured in training. Uh, yeah, he had, ab- a, and it's not his knees. No, not either knee. or is abductor. it adductor? I always get the the two confused: the adductor and the abductor. Are they two different things? Yeah, one's on the inside, one's on the outside. Oh, the more you know. Okay, well, hopefully, whatever is. Uh, on his inside still is on it on his inside (laughs) (laughs) one's on on the inside of your like legs thighs one's on the outside my my abductors turned into my adductor this is not good (laughs) i'm out for the match okay no they're they're both out they're both muscles in your body or sets of muscles i'm learning okay well (laughs) anyway nico nico should be fine it sounds like he might he's a should be available for la galaxy uh, Which is interesting because we have gone all in on Concacaf. Mm-hmm. I still don't put him in for LA Galaxy unless you want him to get some minutes. I mean, I I know I've been saying maybe down fifteen. Yeah, if something been late, I'm fine with that. But if we're worried about an injury and aggravating it, we need him for the next match. We need to go all in in Mexico and make sure we advance. If we're if we're already dropping points because we're shuffling. The, the starting 11 in order to make sure that we're at whole as, as whole as we can be for these CONCACAF Champions League matches. And you, you got to, we already, we bought into that. You can't now start. I know, I know Schmetzer said, no, the next match is the most important one in the uh, pro game press conference, but come on. Yeah. Come on. No, it's pretty fair. Okay. I, I, at this point, let's go all in. Let's make sure everyone's healthy. You know, if, if, if Nico wants some minutes, get him some minutes. Uh, with the amount I, of subs you're able to do now, five um, players. I mean, yeah, go with Team Two against LA Galaxy, right? Let's get th- let's let's win this damn CCL silly thing. Be the first to win the the current iteration of it, right? LA Galaxy yeah. won 22 years ago, but yeah, and Obed's been playing phenomenal. I mean, you could almost say like with a 75 percent Nico. Is 100% Obed better right now for us? At least just 
Well, not just 100% Obed, but then also Rusnak in the middle. Mm -hmm. Correct. Then Rusnak moves over, and then you got Christian playing on the right instead of back with JP. Or they could put someone else back there. But I, I think that's the problem is our optimal lineup. Our optimal lineup was probably the one last night. Yeah, and Freddie was up top, which I completely wrote him off before. I mean, I put a kind of a, a, a lineup prediction, right? And it looked pretty good. Um, but hadn't he got the 69th ever Sounders goal? Yeah, giggity giggity. <laughs> got his giggity goal. What a man. But no, and um in, in the uh post game um sports KJR with Jackson and Pete Fewing and them, uh they mentioned they were on KJR. Yep. Yeah, oh wow, I couldn't I maybe we got out too late. I didn't hear the post game. I tried to turn it on. I did the podcast this on my way to oh, work today. Okay. So that's what they're saying. And they also launched an FM frequency i guess so yeah either way took over cube the old the old cube cube's been gone for a while it's 93 yeah cube 93 yeah so now cube 93 was an oldie from from when i was a kid i used to listen to all the time but uh yeah they so that that's great news you'll be able to hear sounders on uh fm as well yeah and so they were mentioning um freddie up top and that he stayed high yeah which hadn't even I mean, I didn't think he could really do that anywhere. He just is so often moving towards the middle of the park and trying to distribute and do some. And so is Raul, though. So, so I mean, it shows we are better when our forward stays up. Mm-hmm. And kind of lends to what do you think we should stick with that formation? At least with these yeah, these I, players, because I really I really liked it. I've always liked the the four two three one. Um, obviously. It was pretty exciting to see the formation last year. Five, whatever. Five. I think five at the two. back is better. I mean, we were successful with it. it. We it was one of the most dominant teams we've ever had. But uh, we don't have enough to play two forwards at the top. So yeah, I think four, two, three, one is probably our our best bet. Right. And it's more of a diamond, right? Like JP can mm-hmm. come up through the spine. But once you get those front six going, and yes, there's a drop off from Raul to Freddie. Uh, I don't know how much of a drop off. <laughs> he looked great, man. Uh, he, he looked like old. He was flare. His haircut's great. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great in this kit because we've only seen him in green and white, right? And there's and probably a drop off from Rusnak to, or from Nico to Rusnak. But with Nico's age and his injuries, not a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I think we just haven't seen everything from Rusnak yet. So, uh, you know, if you've still got Jordan on the left and Christian on the right, yeah, that's a pretty good lineup. You're going to, yeah. you're going to do some good stuff with those, uh, players. I think, um, Schmetzer said, uh, called Freddie fine wine. Yeah. He said he ages like fine wine. Yeah. He's, he is aged like it. Speaking of, I mean, getting up there though, he's got a, uh, they mentioned it's, it'll be his 200th ever all competition Sounders match in leg two. So wow. if we're going to get an away goal. Let's do it on. Let's get his seventieth in his two mm. hundredth. That'd be kind of that sounds cool. great. That'd that sounds cool great. Awesome. I think it's it's time to make that happen. Right. Any other? I got a little note about. Oh, Spencer also mentioned. Uh, rolled on. That that's, that was his best match, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, he's had flashes in games, but they moved him to the up, right, to the right, and up front more more. Not like a, a, a right mid, but almost a, a, a quasi winger at times. 
you saw him going forward on the attack. And, uh, you know, I think the way Schmetzer put it is it, it just changes the whole dynamic on the field as he moves forward. And his emotional leadership and effort. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. My TV just turned on for no yeah. reason. I, there must be a ghost down here or something. I'm <laughs> that's scary. That's it's haunted in my house right now. <laughs> Poltergeist, man. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it was great to see him just push forward and and bring the team. Like, he, on the goal for Freddie, it was uh, a pass from Roldan to Rusnak back to Roldan, who then crossed it to Freddie, who just got his foot in there to tap it on the side of the keeper before the defender can get there. Although I thought that might've been an own goal. If I'm being honest, I watched it a few times. I'm like, are you sure this wasn't an own goal? Did the defender oh, get I, didn't, in? I didn't look that closely. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I would, I, I watched it a few times, but I was like, I'm not going to rewind it again. So that yeah, might have been an own Freddy. goal. And at the, at the very least, the guy kicked Freddie's foot that then made the ball go that direction. So a little assist from the defender one way or another. Hit the back of the net and all because of the buildup. Yep, so. and that, that was pressure that was started uh, with uh, rolled on on the ball, pushing forward. Well, I'm a happy camper. How you feeling about Saturday coming up and we are going? That's I was just going to mention. Yeah, when we're going to see LA Galaxy, a, a new, different LA Galaxy. Douglas Costa, the Juventus, yeah. right? Didn't he, and where else did he play? All over. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of other teams, but, you know, like I always say, sitting at my uh, computer for the last two, two and a half years has completely fried my brain. Uh, Bayern Munich. Um, München. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, Gremio, and, uh, of course, is on loan at LA Galaxy right now. So He's on loan? Yeah, from uh, Munich. Oh, from Juventus. He's been on loan from Juventus the whole time. You can you can have, you can be on loan and a DP. Damn, MLS is weird. I, I, I don't know that probably because you they're having to pay his wage. I mean that makes sense. It just I've has there been one before? <laughs> I guess he's the first loan. Yeah, he's on a six month loan from Gremio as a designated player, and then he will be and then he'll be signed to a one and a half year contract. So it's a loan with an option to buy, which sounds like an automatic option. Okay, well either way he's good. Um, Chicharito's got a goal already. Yeah, I mean, Chicharito has uh, 20 goals and 35 appearances. Like, that's insane. So they they seem to be playing pretty well. I know they haven't lost. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel. If that's if my long-winded, <laughs> right? You know, I guess I, I, go, I almost don't care, <laughs> to yeah, be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what it is. Usually I'm up, like, it's important to me that we beat LA Galaxy. I do not like LA Galaxy historically. You know, I think that, uh, they have been one of our quote unquote rivals um, in 2009 during the MLS Cup final, which was held in Seattle back before it was a uh, uh, for the whoever was the higher ranked team. Uh, it used to be at locations and I got my entire section to chant beat L.A. on behalf of RSL. So, uh, you know, I, I'm always happy to see us beat L.A., but. I'm I'm all in on CONCACAF, so at this point, I'm just like, whatever. Just don't get beat by too much so it hurts goal differential. Yeah, like I, I'm liking these at least one, or at most one goal. Right, I want to win. Don't get me wrong. I want to win. I'd love to see it be like <laughs> came at Austin. But let's, the, you know, last year where we won with teenagers. But let me tell you, 
Austin's going to be a, a dangerous, dangerous And they're the team. week after. Oh, my goodness, you're right. At Austin after they've won, what, 5-0, 5-0, and I think they play Portland this weekend. So, so hopefully it'll be they'll have 15 goals, zero given up by the time they meet us, and then we'll flip the flip the script on them, change the narrative. Right. Going back to LA Galaxy though, forget forget Austin because we can talk about yeah. them next time. But we're forgetting one really important player is Kelvin Leardim. Oh, is he with them? Yep he he went to them in the off season. So oh, I didn't, man. That's yeah, interesting. so they, I mean, and of course they have Jovovic. Jo, I can't speak Serbian, Watch so your language. Uh, who's who's a uh, you know high potential player, and Jorge Villafania, and some other some other guys, Sasha Kleistein. I can never pronounce his name. Sasha Kleistein. He yeah, he yeah, su- subs in uh, most of the time now, and he's getting up there. Right. I mean, but he's, he's still he's good. At of, he's at the end of his career, but mm-hmm. you know, he's still someone that I worry about. Yeah, I mean, the Galaxy have uh, had a rough patch the last couple of years, few years, but they they look pretty good. And yeah, I guess I just don't really care as much. I don't because I don't have a lot of hopes of a win. Um, granted, the 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 spacing in between games is less condensed than this last week. So um, it's it's Wednesday now that we're recording. So they have today off, tomorrow off, Friday off. And then it is a mid middle of the day game. I don't know how players feel about that. Maybe, you know, um, cause I do know that does a, like in baseball, like players, like there's a big difference oh, I, between I, day I and night. I mean, right. I do know the players don't like it because it completely messes up their routine. Right. If you're playing at night, you get up, you have time with your family or whatever, and then you can get ready and then go work. Uh, twelve thirty game. I mean, much like me having to get there four hours early to yeah. uh, set up, they they're gonna have to. They're you know they're up. They're gonna be up. Some of them are up five four a.m. in order to get the proper amount of car. You know they have the they eat pasta and whatever during the game. That is, you're eating pasta like six o'clock in the morning now. Yeah, and plus just as a fan, I don't like waking up that early. I'm not a big. I like mimosas, <laughs> but I don't like Bloody Marys. <laughs> but yeah, that's just. Not very fun. And when it's summer, it's the sun beating right down on us, and we are Seattleites. Um, right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I still sometimes show up in a rain jacket when it's 90 degrees out because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, so that might that might make a little bit of a difference. But, uh, yeah, I would say not as excited. Um, and it's definitely Leon is in my head. I want us to win and this And I think it's thing. because we've just had, had all this excitement in this game. And we're and and we're seeing the Sounders be a tale of two teams. Yeah, it's only so, fun to watch them in the Concacaf, so that's right. I'm only paying attention to it. <laughs> I mean, we'll pay attention. You're going to be there, right? Yeah, I mean, my second game. Yay! So I think I think this is what we should say then. If any of our listeners want to come buy us beers because you enjoy our banter, you can find us at oh I don't know, let's say Flatstick. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, we'll be at flat stick. I'll be the loud guy with the big eyes. Yeah, and I'll be the other guy with glasses. And that's how you. The, yeah, I have glasses too. Um, yeah, you, that's how you can donate and help uh, help the show. <laughs> Get us some beers before the match. <laughs> no. Well, uh, actually, how you could help the show. Um, I know James is going to tell you here in a little bit, but um, since we're getting going now, it's our seventh episode. We're a little chugging along, getting things together, ironing things out. Um, Give us some feedback. Give us some. Yeah, give us five stars. Then give us your feedback over email so that we can implement those things that you think we need to to make the show better. You know, I think you and I are still getting our vibe together. Yeah. And 
uh, you know, it's it's new. We met in person for the first time ever last night. Yeah, thanks, COVID. Yeah, so uh, we this was all something that's been started uh, through the interwebs, and uh, we used to yell at each other through you know the mass tubes that make up the internet, as uh, it is made of us old people think. And now we can uh, actually see each other in person. Yeah, it was yeah. Ted Stevens, who was an Alaskan senator, thought it was a series of tubes. Like, literally a series. I was of like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I made a dated reference. It's probably too old for most of the people who listen. James gets me, though. Hey, I, I, I referenced Poltergeist. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Poltergeist, the scariest movie I ever saw as a kid. Even I can't believe it was PG. I didn't think it was that scary. That was uh, Exorcist. I that, I pooped my pants, and I was stupid. <laughs> to watch it at eight years old, but <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't see the exorcist. till I was seven or eight when I uh, already watched a ton of horror movies, but uh, I think I was six maybe when I saw poltergeist and I just walked into my cousins watching it when his face like is covered in maggots in the mirror. Yeah. And that freaked me out. So that's, that was what scared me. And then I didn't watch it. So, so here's what you do. You do. You go to the bottom of your app, leave a review and say, stop talking about old movies so much. Talk about the sounders, please. Five stars. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, five stars. Five stars. Because because anyone who gives us a five star review, we're more likely to listen to you. Yeah, yeah, true. totally. So yeah, go on uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, but especially iTunes or Apple Podcasts, because yeah, that is a, a place where those reviews really mean something. So give us five star reviews. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, how we can improve, and we're going to keep coming at you week by week. Yeah, these uh, these mics are plugged in and they're not getting unplugged. So that's right. All right. Well, uh, I think we should call it a night. Should we pull it into port, my friend? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we mentioned we mentioned the game, mentioned our pick'em league, mentioned hey, go down and leave us some reviews, please, some stars. Uh, cool. I'm Aaron Lingley. You can find me on Twitter at a a r o n l i n g l e y. I'm Cameron Collins. You can find me at Legal Minded Punk, all one word on both Twitter and Instagram. Booyakasha. Have a good one, everybody. Go Sounders. See you next time. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.